Hello, everyone, and welcome to End of the Line. I'm Jim Anderton, Multimedia Content Director at Engineering.com. On today's episode, the big gamble on self-driving cars. Last 70 years. Now, I think it's self-driving cars. It's been a staple of sci-fi movies, books, and comics, and it was widely predicted by automakers, aerospace companies, and the computer industry. Now, we've been waiting for this since the 1950s, but where is it? Well, it's a question that's about to be answered with Cruise Automation's application with the California DMV for a permit to operate autonomous vehicles in the city of San Francisco with no safety driver aboard. Now, Waymo's already started doing this in suburban Phoenix, but that train is notable for its sort of flat open spaces and moderate population density. Now, that's still an impressive achievement, but Cruise is swinging for the fences. I mean, if their autonomous technology can carry passengers with no safety driver in the highly complex environment of urban San Francisco, SAE Level 5, well, it's essentially here. So what are the consequences? Well, it has a political dimension. Many in the so-called left of the political scale see it as a chance to drastically reduce the number of motor vehicles on the roads, allowing subscribers to simply summon a robo-taxi with an app, then go anywhere point-to-point -point at lower cost than personal car ownership. Now, the implications for the mass production of autos is obvious. At the other end of the spectrum, however, some predict that the elimination of driving as a task will take the industry in the other direction, making it possible for millions of people who can't drive due to youth, old age, infirmity, or just plain lack of interest, well, they can own a personal vehicle. Now, that future would see a dramatic increase in the number of vehicles in production. So which is it? More mass production or less? Now, I think Uber and Lyft give us a clue. Now, they're more convenient than taxi services, generally cheaper, and they're certainly lower in cost than car ownership for most urban dwellers. On the downside, they're subject to surge pricing and very uncertain availability. After a ball game or in a sudden thunderstorm, the likelihood that there's a car near you goes down significantly. Now, I think there's no reason to believe that self-driving Uber or Lyft cars will be any different. Now, imagine the future where individuals own fully autonomous personal cars. The vehicle can take you where you're going, then find its own parking space or simply circle until you need it. It can take the kids to school and come back to pick you up for the work commute. It may be possible to send it to stores for pickup, kind of like Amazon in reverse, and importantly, it could completely change the economics of short to medium range air travel. For distances of 300 miles or less, it's going to be difficult to argue that the hassles of airport parking, security, a flight, baggage claim, and local transportation at the other end make sense compared to four or five hours relaxing in a minivan or SUV. In my opinion, personal vehicle ownership will increase, not decrease, the self-driving technology. But if you're a trucker, however, it may be the time to start looking for another career cab drivers too, and eventually bus drivers, ship's helmsmen, airline pilots, and railroad engineers as well. Now what happens to these people? That's a major question for the future, but I predict the bumper-to-bumper -bumper morning commute of 25 years from now will be just as congested, but with car owners watching Netflix or taking a nap, no one will care. Bring it on. Thanks for listening to today's episode of End of the Line. Tune in again next time.